You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. What is up, listeners? Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast with me, Luke Poulos, your humble host as always. We have another good one for you today with JMU Volleyball Captain Michaela White. Michaela, who is a captain during her junior season, is now the second volleyball captain from JMU and the fourth JMU athlete altogether to come on the show. And once again, these athletes did not disappoint. Michaela and I discuss, among other things, the effectiveness of empowering young players to volunteer and step up for leadership opportunities how her coaches impact her on a personal level as a leader, the power of culture, and the importance of being vulnerable and adaptive as a captain. She has a lot of great ideas and a great perspective on leadership and being a captain. So please enjoy our conversation on this edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Michaela, really excited to have you on today. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Really excited about today's podcast. You are now the second volleyball captain from JMU and now the, the fourth overall JMU athlete. We had a couple field hockey girls on uh, a little bit earlier, a week or two ago. Um, but I think the best place to start, and I know I talked a little bit with Sarah about this previously, but what are some things that the volleyball team does to systematically develop and, and kind of build leaders on your team? Um, I think one thing we really do um, that's been beneficial for everyone is just open up the floor. Um, just very recently, uh, Morin gave us the opportunity to write our name on the whiteboard and say, hey, if you want to be a leader, put your name up here so that you, the rest of your teammates can watch you lead. Um, and I feel like typically it doesn't usually work out that way. It's only, oh, if you're a junior or if you're a senior, you have that opportunity to be a leader. But um, something that the volleyball team does and our head coach does really well is just opening the floor to anyone. Anyone can be a leader. So when you... So when, sorry to cut you off, but when, so when you put your name up on the board, let's say you're a freshman or sophomore, does that kind of give you any more of responsibility or it kind of just puts it out there to your teammates? Hey, I, I want to be a leader on this team. I want to be a voice. And it kind of just puts um, the eyes on them kind of thing. Or is there things that they specifically now are open to? No, it's definitely just a spotlight. Um, I think many of the times it's easier to look up to people who are, are older than you, but mm-hmm. If you're a freshman or a sophomore, an underclassman, and you put your name up on that board, all eyes will be on you. And she's given us an opportunity to be the captain of um, practice for our team practices recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited to see how our underclassmen will lead the rest of the team and how, let their uh, personality shine through. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's a big thing because it, it, there's definitely like an empowerment part to that for sure. And to have a, a culture and environment where you have underclassmen that are comfortable doing that speaks volumes to the the program and what you're able to do. And it's definitely something intentional that your coaches seeked out to do to kind of enhance the leadership development from a younger age. Um, Were there anything or the things that are done that kind of aren't maybe seen to the public that you guys kind of do off the field that you think promotes that, that same kind of leadership development? Um, I really think that behind the scenes, um, the volleyball 
team, like we do a really good job of just enforcing culture. Um, and part of that um, encouragement to our underclassmen is just like, anyone can enforce the culture. Um, we all have this um, certain way that we wanna drive the team. Um, there's a certain way that we all will act on the court and off the court in order to achieve the goals we want. Um, so for example, we have no BCD, which is no blaming, complaining, or defending. Um, so if after practice one day we're all in the ice bath and I'm complaining like, oh my gosh, this water is so cold, um, a freshman has every right or sophomore has every right, anyone on the team honestly has every right to say, hey, Michaela, no complaining. That's part of our, that's part of our culture. And I have every right to not get upset about that because they're holding me accountable just as much as I would hold them accountable. So I think that that culture really drives our success on the court as well as off the court, just holding each other accountable. Yeah, for sure. And a and, uh, conversation I had with an earlier guest was trying to balance as leaders the accountability aspect versus the empathy aspect because yeah. it, it's, it's all too common for teams, especially at the college level and high school level, that you don't feel comfortable calling out your teammates for things like that, even little stuff. You know yeah. that, that does kind of have a a big impact on the the overall attitude of the team, and it's great to see that it's the the culture isn't something that you guys just talk about. Yeah. It's something that you've kind of emplaced a rule to help people kind of become accountable and just push that culture even f more forward. And, and it's like a forcing mechanism. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is there anything else that you guys do that's kind of similar to that? Um. Just basically enforcing that culture, I think, is the, the biggest thing. Um, learning, like, if, once everyone's on the same page, it's a lot easier. You don't really take things to heart. I'm not blaming you or, you know, getting on you about complaining. I'm getting on your actions, you know. We realize that we're not what we do. It's, like, who we are, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not going to take it to heart if a freshman tells us, like, hey, no complaining or don't get defensive or anything. There's no need to get defensive. Like, you've said what you said or you've either done what you've done. So just holding each other um, accountable. Um, yeah, so I every, think it's the biggest thing. yeah. Everyone's kind of held to the, to the same standard for sure. makes it makes a big impact. Yeah. What, do you, what do you guys do in terms of kind of bringing those freshmen and into the, into the program, especially since you're a fall sport, mm -hmm. they get onto campus and then you immediately are into your, your competitive season. Is there anything that you guys do or that your coach does that you think really promotes that, that culture and that buy-in from a leadership perspective to kind of bring those freshmen on board? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think one um, very noticeable thing that we do is we always take a team trip. Um, and those are like super fun. You get to know e each other a lot more and it's a, the easiest way for the freshmen to get acclimated to their teammates. Um, but I think most of it is just like behind the scenes stuff. Um, all the returners enforce that culture that I was talking about earlier. And like, we're, we just let them know like, hey, this is not, like what we do or this is how we run our program and things like that so coming in as a freshman when I was a freshman um I just looked for that like okay like they don't do this or they do this and they hold each other accountable and they're they feel very strongly about this so that was like easier for me to carry out that culture um being in the position of an upperclassman but definitely the team trips helps a lot and it's less awkward once you know who you're playing with and like spend that much time together we go to like water parks or We'll rent a cabin and do zip lining and roast marshmallows and stuff like that. So just hanging out with each other is the best way to kind of get acclimated and get used to that culture early on. 
so really focused on that that team building aspect and and getting to know everyone and developing those those interpersonal relationships do you yeah. guys do you guys have any kind of discussions during these team trips or is it more of a time just kind of relax get to know everyone on a personal level uh, we do actually um i believe it was my freshman year i think we did another one um recently but um we'll have like a sort of meeting and we'll talk about expectations for each class so it's what the masses have expectations for the seniors what the team has expectations for the juniors the sophomores the freshmen and so on and so on um so that's like really getting on the same page we also talk about how we like to be talked to i mean not everyone in the heat of the moment like likes to be yelled at or works well under pressure so especially as a freshman there's your opportunity to voice hey like please don't coach me you know because i feel uncomfortable when my teammates coach me rather than when my coaches coach me um so having those discussions early on is has been really beneficial um every now and then we'll do things or we'll, we'll write like a few things that we love or admire about this person to make everyone feel welcome and appreciated and stuff and that's been amazing as well so just those like three little things that we'll do either throughout the season or preseason is like really sets the standard and sets the bar for how the remainder of the season will go yeah, it's really important. You know, you're in that environment of kind of taking time away from the court, away from practice and, and, and the training room mm -hmm. and, and setting those expectations from day one before the season even starts and communicating that message to the freshmen. So there is no kind of second guessing. And, you know, you set those expectations on a, on a team level and on a class level. Yeah. And then on top of that, to be able to let the, the freshmen, those brand new athletes to the team kind of voice themselves right from the start. It, it definitely has an impact in the long run and making them more comfortable to, to kind of express themselves to the entire team. You know, it's one of the tenets of leadership we preach at the captain's coach that leadership is expression right. and to understand how everyone else on the team expresses themselves and be able to express your own personality, your own methods of communication definitely is, is an intentional way of, of developing leaders from day one for sure. Yeah. So I know your, your coach obviously does a great job in intentionally creating those, those experiences and has a good leadership philosophy. Is there anything else she does well in terms of developing leaders on the team or is there anything she's done personally for you to mentor or develop you as a, as a captain and a leader? Um, I think one thing she's been awesome at is just keeping an open relationship with all of us. I mean, with me specifically, she knows that I want to be a coach. She knows that I would like to play um, professionally overseas when I graduate. So keeping this like super close relationship between us, like whenever I need anything, I can call her, talk to her, walk in her office or um, she's like teaching me um, coaching techniques and like little tidbits to incorporate. And um, I like super, super appreciate that. She's been amazing you know just to learn from and just a great mentor to me personally i think yeah and that's a that's a great avenue as a coach when you have your leaders obviously you you treat your leaders a little bit differently than you do the rest of the team since yeah. they are are more of a liaison yeah than, than anybody else to to kind of communicate your message and, and on a personal level finding out the motivations behind each individual and being yeah. able to keep that that open dialogue like you said you know she knows that you know, your goals are to coach and to play professionally. And she gives you those little tips. You know, it might just be 
uh, a couple words before practice, a couple words after practice, and and kind of just an ongoing dialogue really promotes that that communication of a of a message and that that culture kind of just plays itself out. I think it's it's too often you see coaches kind of they they get their captains pick picked and they almost play things a little close to the chest. They they don't want to let too much control of the team go, but yeah. the the more you have that open dialogue and the more you understand your leaders and their motivations, the more comfortable you get in trusting them with your message and, and kind of coming up with, with goals and expectations for the entire team. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you were, you were a captain this, this past season as a, as a junior and you're going to be going into your, your senior season next fall. What were some things that you wish you would have done differently and kind of what do you think your, your biggest challenges as a captain going into the next season will be? Hmm. Um, I think some things I wish I would have done differently this fall as a captain or as a leader um, would be to definitely just take more responsibility. Um, I have no problem with being a vocal leader um, or confronting an issue when there is an issue. But a lot of the times I looked to my senior captain um, to do those things first, even though I knew that she wasn't really comfortable in those positions. Mm -hmm. So um, I think as a senior captain, like next um, season and stuff, I'll definitely encourage whoever is my co-captain or whatever, or any, honestly, anyone on the team, just to speak up. You know, if you see something, speak up. Don't wait for me to say something because a lot of the times if you're younger, you see what's going on um, behind the scenes. You know, as a older captain, you can just get so lost in, all right, the goal, like what do we have to do? Um, how are we going to work together to achieve our goal? And you kind of not really like neglect, but you're not so focused on like the small things that could eventually add up um, mm -hmm. to the success or the unsuccess of your season. Um, so I think just last season, I could have like taken the foreground a little bit more, been a little bit more like aggressive with just like taking that lead and stepping up instead of just waiting for things to be said or things to be done. Yeah, for sure. And that's always a challenge as a leader, especially as, as a junior captain and you have a senior captain in, in the seat yeah. as well another one of our tenants at the captain's coach is ownership and that everything rises and falls with leadership. And on a, on a big scale level, the leaders on the team uh, in your position as a captain, everything kind of rises and falls with you. And if you don't take ownership for things, you've, you've definitely seen that opportunity where you could have stepped up a little bit more or taken a little bit more responsibility and, and you're going to take that into next season. And then on an individual level, as a, as a freshman or sophomore, like you said, or someone who's not in, in, in a captain's role, mm -hmm. being able to identify things that you see that maybe the captain doesn't even realize or, you know, isn't exactly coming from the same perspective for you to be able to speak up. You know, if, if you don't do it, then nobody is going to do it. Yeah. And if you see that and you're able to kind of take that and kind of internalize that, that mindset, it, it'll allow you to kind of step up and make those bigger leadership, those, those bigger leadership decisions and kind of bring things to the table a little bit quicker than they would if you hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Who's the, who's the best captain you've ever experienced firsthand and, and what made them so great? Hmm. I think the best captain I've ever experienced um, was when I was a freshman here at JMU. Um, we had this captain, her name was Haley Brooks. Um, she was injured at the time, so she didn't get to play but her passion and her drive for volleyball was unbelievable. 
I mean, she was like a coach, but also your friend and also like the rock, the concrete that really just like kept the team so stable, you know, and I, I would definitely equate a lot of our success um, that 2016 season to her. Um, she was not afraid to take the lead. She wasn't afraid to be assertive and be aggressive and still, you know, be your friend and still get the job done. And I think that was just amazing. You know, a lot of the times as a captain, it's either like, all right, am I going to be your bossy? Am I going to be bossy or your boss? Or am I going to be a friend? And she was the perfect blend of both, you know, and I like really, really, really looked up to her. Um, she was awesome. You know, it was like being a freshman and like seeing someone like calling the shots was just amazing. So, yeah. Definitely sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it sounds like a great example that you've had um, between her and your coach. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, finding that balance between accountability and empathy, you know, yeah. being that person that you don't have a problem bringing an issue to and they'll fix it. But at the same time, someone that you can go to and kind of celebrate the small things and, and you know, is always going to be ready for the day mm-hmm. makes it makes a big difference. One of the books I was listening to earlier, it, there was a, a, a section of it where he was talking the author was talking about an individual that he worked with. And he said, there, there are two kinds of, of friends in the world or two kinds of people in your life. There, there are those that you go to when good things happen in your life and they're almost more excited than they would be if it happened to themselves mm-hmm. and they're just overjoyed with the news and celebrating with you. And then there are other individuals that you call on in your worst moments that you need advice or help and you know they're going to have your back and come to your aid whenever yeah. you call them. And it sounds like the example you just put forward is, is someone and this individual in the, in the book as well finding the people that are both of those, that that's the, that's the kind of leader you want to aspire to be. Yeah, for sure. Is there any other advice you would give? I know you've, you've already given a couple and, and a great example and a couple concepts we've talked about. Is there any other advice that you would give fellow captains today or, or anybody aspiring to develop their leadership skills? Mm, I think an advice I would give um, would definitely just be to listen, to be aware, to be present all the time. Um, I mean, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, so you have to listen as twice as much as we speak. Um, so whoever you're, lead, you're leading, your subordinates, your teammates, um, you have to listen to their needs. Um, if, if you just lead based on your own wants and needs, you're gonna be an effective leader. Um, so you can't really lead without listening, without demonstrating and going through the tough times with them also, you know, and I think that just kind of goes along with like my definition of a leader being vulnerable. Um, Like you can't really be someone who is trustworthy if you don't also show like your downfalls, you know, Mm -hmm. if you walk around like you have it all together and like this is how things are going to be done and never share the times where you've experienced hardship as well is not going to be that connection, that genuine connection between you and whoever you're leading. Um, mm-hmm. So not being afraid to be vulnerable, not being afraid to speak up and listen to who you want to lead, I think is definitely going to be the most, um, the most effective way to lead. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting concept. I think a lot of times when, when athletes get put in a leadership position, they think, okay, now I'm in this spot and I got to make the decisions and I can never look like I don't know what I'm doing. I have to, I have to kind of be assertive in everything I do, but 
sometimes what gets missed is like you said, that vulnerability. And I like that. I, I really like that idea as a captain, you have to be vulnerable because sometimes you can see captains kind of act, not, not so much act, but, but the way they kind of lead is almost separate from the rest of the team mm. or they kind of try to paint a picture of themselves. That's a little different than what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think, like you said, that that vulnerability and, and being able to, you know, if there's a situation, go around your team and kind of get the full story of what's going on, get other people's perspectives and, and that, that listening capability and let the team know like, Hey, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I, I've gone through hardships. I've been there just like you guys have mm-hmm. and kind of being able to, to lean on each other. Yes. You're the captain. Yes. At the end of the day, it kind of falls on you. But if you're not doing that in the same way, it falls on you to listen. It falls on you to be that, that earpiece yeah. to the rest of the team and, and, and be able to make decisions based on all of that and not just kind of your own perspective. So I think it's a really, a really, really good piece of advice for any captains or leaders out there or those that want to be leaders. You got to be able to, to listen to your teammates, understand where they're coming from and, and kind of give that vulnerability. Yeah. And being able to say like, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm human, but look at where I am now. Like I've been in your shoes and this is where you could potentially be, you know, like, um, when my teammate Skylar Richardson, when she was a freshman, she had, you know, trouble like learning the tempo with, um, the middle sets and stuff like that, just like small details. And I'm like, Hey, I remember struggling with this so much, or I couldn't do this very well, but you know, I'm working on it and I'm working through that. So like taking someone under your wing, who has suffered similar situations as you have and then really developing their skills and developing their mental toughness and like, Hey, you're going to get through this. You know, like I remember being in your shoes and having the same exact problem and this is how I dealt with it. So maybe try this or like being willing to work with them and help, help them get through um, whatever they're getting through, you know, is that's really going to help too. Yeah, for sure. That, that letting them know, Hey, like you're struggling with the same thing I struggled with. And, and as a freshman and a sophomore, that has a huge impact because sometimes when you join a team as a freshman, and like you said, you're struggling with, you know, faster pace, the tempo, yeah. um, a, a different set that you guys are working on, anything like that, where, where they're not picking it up as quickly and they're looking around and they're seeing the upperclassmen kind of do it. Yeah. It's almost second nature to them. It can be a yeah. little daunting. And, and for you as a, as a captain, to be able to on an individual level, go to that person and say, look, like I, I see you're getting frustrated, but don't like, look, when I was in this position, I was even worse than you were. And yeah. <laughs> then to be like, Oh wow. Someone literally has done started from my level or even below my level. Mm-hmm. And they were able to grasp this concept or grasp this skill. And then on top of it to take the extra time and kind of work with those individuals on a one-on-one level, it, it, it one shows them the example of where they can get to mm-hmm. and it really shows them that they're leaders on the team that are invested in their development and not just worried about how the team's doing as a whole, but re- really helping people on an individual level and, and letting them know that they, you care about them and, and, and their skills and what they bring to the team. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know you're, only got a couple more minutes here, Michaela, but, uh, before, before we go, I want to get a little bit of your, your conceptual ideas on leadership and we'll start with what is your definition of leadership? Um, yeah, just as we were just briefly talking about, I think my definition of leadership is, um, being vulnerable. Um, but most importantly, just like demonstrating and like 
pulling the team up with you. You know, there's like a difference between a boss and a leader. A leader is someone who's going to go through the, the gritty stuff with you, the hardships and stuff, and will walk with you to success. And I feel like a boss is someone who will stand at the top and watch you struggle and like tell you what to do and where to go. Um, so just being more of a demonstrator, not so bossy, I think is like later to me and being vulnerable with them and um, having that empathy saying, Hey, like we're going to get through this or I know you're struggling right now, but like we can get through this together instead of like, Hey, I see you're struggling, but you got to get through this. We need this goal accomplished. You know, it's that difference between a leader and a boss. Yeah. That, that the way I kind of look at it is you can either lead through your position or through your authority, or you can kind of lead by your personality. And I think you really hit, hit the nail on the head with the leading through your personality and, and kind of being not so much a authority figure as much as you are a older sibling or somebody mm. that you can kind of lean on and, and kind of like a beacon that you're right there in the trenches with them all the time. And, and being that person you can look to whenever you're having doubts or you're a little bit down or, you know, you're not, you're not as up for practice that day. Being that person that you know is going to hold you accountable and is holding themselves to, this, to that same level. Yeah. What do you think the two or three characteristics are that are most important in making a, a great captain or a great leader? Mm, I definitely think listening is top, top priority of being a good leader. You got to know what are the wants and the needs of your subordinates, you know, and if you're just, you have an agenda and you want to push it, regardless of what the input is, you're not going to be an effective leader. You're not going to be um, really good at your job as a captain or a leader. Um, and I think another characteristic that's super important of being a leader um, is your personality. I mean, I, I, I think I speak for myself when I say that I, I'm very energetic. Um, I love to make everything fun. I love to meet other people's needs and win them over. I love the challenge of meeting new people. Um, so just letting that personality shine and not everyone's the same, not everyone's energetic and as bubbly and outgoing as I am, but whatever your personality is, you got to let that shine through and, um, be willing to be sociable and interpersonal to work with, um, whoever you're leading. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and again, I think sometimes captains can kind of get roped up into the, I'm the leader. This is what a leader is. This is how I have to act. But when it comes down to it, being true to that personality, like you said, you were, you were picked or appointed to be a captain for a reason because of the person you are. So don't change that. Be, be the, be your authentic self. And on top of that, kind of just, you know, incorporate those leadership aspects and those responsibilities into your personality and people will really want to follow you because yeah. because they know you're not faking it. They know you're not just putting on a show mm-hmm. just because you're in a leadership position. And you as an energetic leader, you know, that, that it's a little bit easier. And for those out there that are a little quieter, don't think that you have to kind of now become an energetic person that kind of riles everybody up. Like you can lead exactly. in a quiet way. You can be a quiet professional and people are going to know, hey, you know, that's just the personality they have, but I'm still going to follow them. Yep they are being completely true to themselves and are not going outside of, of their personality. And that first thing you mentioned that listening and being able to understand, you know, things aren't always going to go your way. You didn't say it, but what you're really getting at is that kind of adaptability as mm. a, you know, you might have certain 
expectations or certain goals or certain ways of communicating with people. But the listening part is that, that first piece kind of taking in all, all the inputs, people's personalities, people's skills, people's goals, their motivations, and being able to adapt to that is super important because when it comes down to it, another, another tenant we have at the captain's coach is leadership is a service. Yeah. Leader, leadership's not about you. It's about those you're leading and, and trying to figure out, okay, what, what makes this person tick? You know, what do they care about outside of sports? And yeah. then figuring out how you can leverage that into your leadership and kind of how you motivate people on an individual level. Yeah. And I think understanding that there's no textbook way to lead, you know, so having that adaptability and, um, you know, being um, just your true self, I think is going to get you the best effective way to lead too. Yeah, for sure. And, and the situation is always changing. You know, I'm sure you're going to have a little bit of a different role as a captain, you know, going from a junior to a senior, you got new underclassmen, your underclassmen are now kind of the veterans on the team. And there might be different things that you have to focus on and, and, and knowing that you're, the situation is always changing and being able to adapt to that it, it is super important for sure. Yeah. All right, Michaela, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Uh, I know you got a, a recruiting event to, to head over to, but I want to say thank you again. And, and thanks again to, to JMU Volleyball for, for letting me borrow and, and pick the brains of two of the captains. You've been a great guest. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome, Michaela. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.